Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and normally alongside me uh, every week, of course, is my uh, partner in crime, if you will, LPGA professional Cindy Miller, and we, of course, are the hosts uh, of the Women of Golf Show. Uh, Unfortunately, Cindy is off this week, so I have the uh, distinct honor and pleasure of interviewing a couple of great young uh, players off of the Symmetra Tour, uh, Dottie Ardina, and a little bit later on, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Taylor Totland, who's going to be joining me on the second half of the show. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about both of them here in just a a few moments, but let me just uh, remind everybody, of course, we are live uh, every Tuesday morning uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And best way to find us, of course, is go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf is the direct link, uh, or you can just simply type women of golf up in the search key and you'll find us there uh, front and center every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, You can also uh, visit the page a little bit later on if you're not able to join us live uh, during the broadcast. And you can scroll down to the on-demand section and listen to the recorded version uh, when it's, of course, convenient for you. Uh, some other great ways to tune into the program, of course, you can go to iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, uh, or TuneIn.com. And now you can go to TalkLiveStream.com, uh, or TalkStreamLive.com, sorry. Uh, and you can also get the show there as well. So another uh, great uh, social media platform. Uh, and, and again, you can listen to it when it's convenient for you. Uh, you're also welcome to call in and speak to either Cindy or I. Uh, the n- direct number to call in, of course, is area code 347-945-5855. And uh, you can also reach out to Cindy or I uh, on our respective emails. Cindy is cindy at cindymillergolf.com, and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. Uh, as I mentioned, Cindy's off this week, so I'm going to be uh, holding down the fort, if you will. And uh, my first guest coming on the show is, uh, as I mentioned, Dottie Ardina. She's from Laguna in the Philippines. Uh, she's a Symmetra Tour player who is currently number one in the Volvic race for the card. And uh, she's had uh, several top ten uh, finishes this year. And, uh, again, she's uh, well on her way to earning her LPGA Tour membership for 2019. Uh, she can just stay the course. Uh, as I said, she has several top ten finishes on the official qualifying tour for the LPGA uh, so far this season. Uh, the first was a solo finish uh, at the Self-Regional Healthcare Foundation Women's Health Classic in early May. Uh, and the very next week, she followed up uh, with another solo second result at this Metro Classic. Uh, falling on the first hole of Sudden Death Playoff, uh, her most recent top 10 was a tied for the second showing at the Donald Ross Classic uh, just a, a few months ago. Uh, with eight, uh, well, actually less than eight events now on the 2018 Symmetra Tour calendar, uh, she's amassed over $69,000 uh, across uh, her starts. Uh, that's her official uh, money this year. Uh, so she's uh, holding that number one spot pretty well. So let me bring her on and we'll uh, continue the conversation. Dottie, good morning and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. Hi, good morning, Ted. How are you? 
I'm doing very well. Thank you and, and welcome and thank you for, for joining me. And, and as I mentioned to you off air, uh, Cindy sends her regrets that she wasn't able to, to uh, join us uh, this week on the show, uh, but uh, maybe looks forward to having you come back on again another time uh, when she's here. But, uh, but thank you for joining me this morning. Um, thank you for having so me. So I want to add, uh, it's <laughs> our pleasure. Um, so let me just ask you, just sort of playing off the, uh, the number one spot for the Volvic race for the card, um, you're currently number one, as I mentioned, and actually have been for several weeks now. You've, you've stayed the course quite, quite a, a way. Now, you haven't actually won uh, this season yet, and there's still plenty of events left mm-hmm. to play on, on, the, on the card. Um, but how did you manage to, you know, what have you done that sort of put you in that position, even though you haven't had a win this far? Um, I usually just, um, you know, have fun out there and take it shot by shot. And, you know, as as long as I don't give pressure to myself and keep it simple, I, I play really good. Yeah, I think uh, the key word is fun. You have to be enjoying what you do, and obviously mm-hmm. you, you do uh, have a lot of enjoyment out in the golf course. Now, I also uh, had asked you a few moments ago, uh, we talked a little bit about distance. Uh, you're you're not a, an overly tall player. I believe you said you're 5'2", so uh, yes. you're a shorter player. Um, and you don't hit it as far as, as some of the other ladies on tour. I think you, your average is about 240. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. But you make up for it, obviously, in your short game. So um, let me ask you something before we get into that part of it a little bit. What do you, what do you say mentally to prepare yourself each week? You know, you're playing this weekend uh, in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, at uh, the uh, the tournament there, what do you say to yourself mentally to prepare yourself each week and and this week as an example before you tee it up? It's like more like you know um, of, of course like I always pray before before I start my game and I I just try to focus and and have fun like I said earlier like no pressure at all just. You know, just hit it for shot by shot, and then usually I think about my dogs a lot out there. <laughs> so it keeps me like in happy. It keeps me in a happy mode while I walk to my ball. <laughs> it's nothing really right. special. <laughs> well, I'll tell you though, that's that's a great. I love that. Let me just say this to you, Dottie. We've had a number of, of other uh, uh, professional players on here, and, and that's a, a really key element. It's a very important thing for our listeners out there, especially our amateur listeners out there, that you can't always be focused 100% um, you know, on your game yeah. uh, for four and mm-hmm. a half hours because it, it'll just burn you out. So um, obviously your dogs are one thing. What are the things you think <laughs> about when you're out in the golf course? Um, like... I mean, for me, like, I try, I mean, because I've been playing for, you know, a lot of years, and sometimes it's just if I focus more, I don't really like the result that I played, like my score. So I try different things, like, okay, let's let's see if I think about my dogs or my parents or, you know, I don't think right. about the future. So it's it's more like relax. I'm trying to relax my my brain out there and, you know, have fun. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you've got it. That's, that's a great point, and, and I think it's important. Um, and obviously there, there is a, a, a point in time that you do f- think about your future, but not on the golf course. On the golf course, you're there mm-hmm. to perform a certain task, 
and as you said, shot by shot, and you take it as it comes, where it lays, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But uh, you can't be trying to solve the world's problems while you're uh, in the heart of a, a, a golf tournament. So um, those are things that you know you might want to tackle when you're outside the, the event. But while you're in the event, it, yeah. as you said, it's very important to stay focused on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, enjoy the experience and not get too caught up in in uh, in, in the day to day and the moment to moment issues that that might be going on in your life. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned, despite yeah, despite knocking on the door a few times this year, because you've had some, uh, I think you said four uh, second place uh, uh, finishes, yeah, uh, and pretty much within a stroke. Uh, but mm-hmm. you still haven't win. What do you th- yeah? What do you think, if anything, do you need to change uh, in your game? Is there anything that you need to work on a little harder or change that's going to open that door and get you your first win this year? I mean, for all my four runner-ups, and I'm, I'm, I played really well in those four tournaments. I think I just have to wait for my time to win, because I've, right. I've been so close every time. Like, you know, when I lost that playoff, and uh, the girl who won, uh, Jenny Hoglin, made a 45-footer for birdie. You know, something like that. Wow. And, and um. On the on the third one, I had to. I mean, I shot eight under on the first day, but I shot two under on the last day, and Lauren Kaufman shot six under. It's, you know, I'm still up there. It's just I think I have to, you know, push more and maybe a little harder, and and maybe my time will come. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? There, yeah. There's only so much you can do. I mean, there's only so hard you can work at your game. And, and a lot of it is uh, certainly an element of luck and timing. Um, you know, you could, uh, mm-hmm. you could have the, 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 the position to be in, in able to win a tournament and maybe a one-shot difference, and a gust of wind can come up and blow your ball off its trajectory, and that can be the difference of you winning or losing a tournament. So there's a lot of uh, elements of chance that can happen as well and things, circumstances that sometimes are beyond your control. So you can only control what you control. So let's talk about yeah. your game. Uh, yeah, let's talk about your game a little bit. Um, obviously, again, you're not a really long hitter, uh, but you're, you're obviously very accurate. What's the strongest part of your game, and what's the weakest part of your game? I'd say my strongest is my putting. And, I, you know, if my putting is really good, that's how I score. And obviously short game, but I think my weakest would be Sometimes you know if if uh, it's the course is is a bit long for me, it's my approach shots. I wouldn't right. say it's my weakness, right. but it depends on the you right. know the golf course, the length of the course. So it has a it has a needs improvement beside it, but not necessarily a weak part. Um, mm-hmm. That's very interesting, and, and and I think that's important. One of the common threads, Dottie, that, that we hear on the show with, with interviewing many of the, the players such as yourself is how important the short game uh, is to actually scoring. Uh, most people are more worried about hitting the perfect shot. I'm talking about our amateurs, of course. Uh, they're worried mm-hmm. about hitting the perfect shot and looking good out there, um, but they don't focus as much on the areas that you as a professional know you need to. So if you were going to advise, if you had the ear of, let's say, 20 or 30 uh, amateur golfers right now um, and, and you were sitting or standing in front of them giving them a playing lesson or something, what would you want to express to them uh, 
to focus on and to work on the most? And what would you, what information would you want to give to them to hopefully help them change their mindset? Um, I mean, I would, I mean, I always say like, if, um, you know, it depends, it really depends if you're a long hitter and a short hitter, of course, if you're short hitter, you have to practice on your short game. And I mean, also the long hitters, but, um, I always say it's just be patient because, you know, golf is, is it's a non-ending lesson. So, um, yeah, I just say be patient. Patience, yeah, I've heard that a few times from you this morning is patience. Uh, and <clears throat> pardon me, and, and I think that's very, very important. Um, a, a lot of amateur golfers, um, you know as, as well as yourself, and I'm sure that, that you as a, as a tour player uh, try to, you know, find some interesting ways to practice, especially the short game, because let's be honest, it can be a little boring sometimes just, you know, chipping <laughs> and, and pitching and, and putting without making it a little bit fun. Uh, do you and maybe some of the others out on tour, do you, do you some, sometimes sort of practice, I mean, not obviously right before a tournament, but other times, do you practice together while you're traveling and do you do things to, to sort of make it interesting while you're out there practicing during a practice round or something? Um, yeah, like actually yesterday we played some chipping contests and potting contests and I right. won the putting part. <laughs> I won five dollars. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there but, you go. That adds um, you up to. That's not an official money earning, uh, so no. you can't add that to the sixty-nine thousand plus that you have now. But uh, but it's still nice to maybe get you a little sandwich or something at the, the uh, at the turn. But um, so so you obviously do different things to make it interesting. What can some of our amateurs learn? from watching a tour player besides just how to swing the club and, and that what, if they were watching you on the, on the practice tee uh, or the range, uh, what would you want them to pay special attention to? Um, I'd say for like the movements of the swing and I'd say the attitude. <laughs> Cause I see a lot of, you know, a lot of amateur golfers, like if, when they hit it bad, they, you know, sometimes they just lose it or slam the club. <laughs> So um, I think that would be my, my, my best advice. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you see a lot of amateur players that uh, I know obviously you can't really say anything and you try to help them as best as, as you can. But I'm sure, Dottie, that you see some amateur players out there that you just think to yourself, Lord, I don't know what I can do to help this person. Um, and you try to be as, as supportive as possible. But um, what are some of the biggest common mistakes that you see in in, in playing some of the pro-ams? What do you see a lot of the, the people um, making a mistake? Is it club selection or is it um, just not really having a, a game plan? It's it's more like a lot of them mostly do the rip it and grip it part from the tee box. Oh, okay. I mean, they don't care if there's like a water in front or there's a bunker as long as they hit it far they're you know they're good with it but they don't really think about the next shot (laughs) so sometimes it's it's really hard for me to play the pro-ams because you know if I want them to like lay off because you know it's it's a best ball and let's say it's a par five and you know I know that they can't reach the green but they still try to do it so you know Uh it's more like I, I I give them more on a course management part instead of the swing right. do you ever do you ever have the urge now you may not actually say this but do you ever have the urge 
when you know that you can't reach the green and you're preparing for a lay, <clears throat> excuse me, a layup and you see them pulling out their, their fairway wood trying to go for it, do you ever have the, the inkling to say to them, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm a tour player and I can't reach it in, in, in two. Um, do you ever get that, that mindset coming into your head and saying, I think I should tell them or forewarn that they're not going to make it? Or, or do you say anything at all? Uh, I do. I do say something sometimes. Um, I would say, you know, if, if you want to you know, make a birdie or eagle, but let's just lay up here. And, I mean, they don't really care sometimes. They just want to hit it for yeah. But, um, you know, I've, I've, I've played a prime a lot of times, but it's, most of them are, are really fun. So it was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, and you get to, you get to, you do get to meet some interesting people. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Now, you obviously have um, being able to to battle it out each week um, that you're playing with with your fellow professionals. Uh, you know, obviously gives you a certain element of confidence um, when you're out there, and you need to have that confidence to play at that level. Um, and I know that you're confident in your short game, but what happens? Is there moments when maybe that confidence gets shaken a little bit, and then what do you do in that moment to sort of strengthen it back again? Um, I try to like practice like more on more practice like double time on whatever I'm scared of. You know, part of my game. Let's say I'm scared to hit my driver. Um, I just go to right. range and and practice it more until I get that confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. And, no, that's um, that's. Uh, way, and and also my caddy helps me a lot out there. To what does your to, caddy do? Um, yeah, what does your caddy do? He helps me more on my mental. Okay. Like, um, you know, like don't sometimes you know because I have fun out there, but sometimes <clears> I overthink too. So mm-hmm. he he helps me a lot to like to talk about something else and and um you know just have fun out there and and um especially if I'm struggling with a shot or something then he'll give me options instead of just hit the ball and don't know where it's going. Right. So he obviously knows your game well enough to give you uh, advice with confidence. Does he ever say to you if he sees you doing something that he knows is not mm-hmm. uh, in your in your strength wheelhouse? Does he ever say, Dottie, um, and and maybe in a case where you're pulling out a club that you shouldn't be, does he ever say to you, Dottie, mm-hmm. that's probably not the smart play here? Yes, he has a lot of times, <laughs> and then we try to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. And we try to talk about it, and you know, it's conversation is really important when you know when I pull a shot. I mean, before I hit a shot, so that's that's how he really helps me out there. <clears throat> who uh, who normally wins that conversation? Um, I'd, I'd say him, but when it comes to putting, reading greens, it's me. <laughs> okay. Well, I, well, that's why it's your strong suit. Very interesting. Um, let me ask you uh, uh, a question here about uh, growing up. Who were your inspirations growing up, both on and off the golf course? So who were your inspirations uh, or who 
really helped mentor you off the golf course? And then when you're on the golf course, is there players or, or somebody in the golf industry that you really admire that, that has helped you along the way? Um, well, my dad is, um, you know, we, we, he managed a golf range back in, in the Philippines and he's a golf teacher. And that's how I started when I was five. So he was, he was the one who kind of influenced me to, to the game. Okay. Very good. And what about on the golf course? Is there any players, um, whether it be an LPJ player or even a fellow Symmetra Tour player or even on the PGA, is there somebody that you really admire? Uh, and they don't necessarily have to directly help you, but maybe there's somebody that, um, that you've drawn some inspiration from watching uh, or listening to. Well, from when I started, and I always hear about, you know, Tiger Woods and Fred Copples, Ernie Els. So they were, you know, I look up to them a lot. And on the women's tour, of course, it's Annika Sorenstam um, right. and Lorena Ochoa. But I do got my name actually from Dottie Pepper. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, yeah. are you – now, I don't know – I don't know Dottie personally. I mean, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her, but I've watched her career. And it's interesting that you, you say that because uh, Dottie, if you watched her when she was playing in, in, uh, on the LPJ Tour uh, years back, of course, now she's an announcer, but um, she was a very feisty player. Uh, do you consider yourself kind of feisty? Like, <laughs> yeah, she was a very, listen, she was a very fierce competitor, uh, let me tell you, um, from watching her. Uh, you know, she'd, she'd grit her teeth and furl her brow many times out in that golf oh. course and just, and just about will that ball into the hole. So um, would you consider yourself similar to that? Or are you kind of a real um, fiery uh, player when, it's, when you're out in the golf course, or are you a little bit more subdued? Um, I guess I'm not that spicy. I'm, I, I'm just easy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot you're a little more laid back. I, a lot of people say I look like I'm just walking in the park. <laughs> so you're more of a yeah, you're more of a Freddie Couples type, uh, or even an Ernie yeah. Els, where you just sort of a, a casual stroll down the. <laughs> well, listen, that's not a bad thing. That that's a that's a good thing, Dottie. Um, let me go back to the to the fir, uh, to the previous question here about your inspirations. What specifically, and and I guess obviously more importantly, your father, because that. It sounds to me like he was obviously a, a big inspiration. What did he teach you that really is helping you now? Um, I'd say um, my 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 short game and my putting, because because um, um, he told me that that's how I started from you know chipping and putting before I really tried to hit balls on the range. And do some long shots. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, did you kind of have a natural swing when you first? I mean, obviously at five, it's not going to be too natural. But did did the golf swing itself come pretty easily to you? Um, unlike some people that really have to work at it, did did it sort of have a natural movement for you, or or did you really have to work on it? Um. Actually, when I was about seven or eight. And my dad always buy this, uh, you know, like golf books, the swing books, and he he also um, 
bought this uh, Jim uh, McLean eight-step swing. And yep, it's about a two-hour video. It's about a two-hour yep. video. And, and, you know, he always wants me to watch that every single day. And that's pretty much helped my, my swing, like the pattern. And and it's like a, right. it's like my grow-up swing. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Actually, until now, um, I still have it, but it's in the Betamax. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been changed a little bit. Um, so what, is the, what does the future look like? Obviously, I know you want to get out on the LPJ Tour uh, full-time and be able to compete uh, at, at that level. That's sort of the next link in the chain, if you will. But what do you see the, the future for Dottie Ardina? What, what's it going to look like for you? What Ideally, would it look like for you? I guess I have to uh, do like practice double time for for uh, for next year for the LPGA. I mean, I've played I've played on the tour before. I actually have a conditional right. status this year, but I just decided okay. to stay in Symmetra and and get a full card for for next year. And it's right. it's really different out there compared to Symmetra. Sure. Um, it's more. I mean, I'd say it's more intimidating, and you know, a lot of people are watching. But I just, you know, I just have to be myself and and think that I'm I'm also good enough like them. I have to. I'm just trying to be confident. Right now, are you uh, obviously you're a young girl, and and this generation now is very into social media. Uh, do you pay a lot of attention to social media? Do you have a you know, a following that you like to keep updated with what's happening uh, on the, on your tour uh, life, and and uh, do you interact with some of the the people that uh, that you have on your social media to to say, hey, this is what I'm doing, or maybe they have questions. Uh, do you have a pretty active social media, or is that something that's not really all that important to you? I mean, I do have Instagram and Facebook, but I I don't really post a lot. Um, it's just uh, I'm not a very social media person. But I, I try to keep up with, you know, PGA tours or L- and any other tours and with some, you know, highlights, videos. But, right. yeah, I don't, yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you're not somebody that's constantly looking at your phone and and uh-huh. uh, or your computer or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's a good quality to have and, and something we don't see a lot of. Um <clears throat> Very quickly, um, we only got a minute or two left, and then, then I'm going to let you go so you can get ready for your practice round. Um, outside of golf, what other things do you like to do um, when you're away from the golf course? Uh, shopping. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'd say, I well, first thing I do if I'm not off, if I'm off the course, I do a lot of arcades, like in David and Buster's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's where we'll find you then when you're not on the golf course at David Buster's. So, well, that's okay. You know what? Uh, you, you've got a very bubbly personality, and you can hear that through the whole interview. I mean, you, you laugh a lot, and, and uh, that's a great quality to have. And uh, if you enjoy playing uh, both on and off the golf course, that's a wonderful quality to have, Dottie. And and, uh, you just need to keep that going no matter what. uh, You know, I always say golf and and life uh, are close relatives. They're very similar. There's many challenges 
in life that we have to deal with, and there's many challenges on the golf course. And if you can learn to to handle both, uh, you know, with with integrity, but at the same time have a little fun along the ways, you're going to be a much happier person, a much happier person, excuse me, uh, down the road. So, um, well, Dottie, I want to uh, say to you first off, thank you very much again for joining me this morning on the Women of Golf, and good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. And win a tournament before, yeah, win a tournament before the season uh, ends. And uh, we'll have you back on the show, and uh, we'll make sure Cindy's uh, available as well. That is my goal. Thank you, Ted, for having me this morning. All right. Good luck this week, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Uh, Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was a very special guest. Uh, To start things off, uh, Dottie Ardina, uh, Symmetra Tour player, currently the number one in the Volvic race for the cards. And uh, she's trying to get her, her full card, if you will, uh, for next season on the LPJ tour, which of course is the big stage for, for many of these girls. And, and uh, what a great, um, you know, what a, what a great uh, personality. And, and you can certainly hear it through her voice. And uh, we want to wish her all of the, the best of luck uh, for the remaining part of the season. And particularly this weekend, uh, as she tees it up in uh, Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota, and uh, we're just going to wait here for just a second, and uh, Taylor Totland should be joining me here momentarily, but uh, in the meantime, let me just remind everybody, uh, of course, that we are live every Tuesday mornings uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here in the blogtalkradio.com network, and again, best way to find us is go to blogtalkradio.com and just type in women of golf or at a forward slash women of golf, and that will take you to the main page, and you'll find us front and center there uh, during the live broadcast. Uh, or simply scroll down to the on-demand section if you're not able to uh, join us Tuesday mornings, and you can listen to the show in its entirety uh, when it's convenient for you in the on-demand section. All of the, uh, including today's shows, all of the previously aired shows are there, uh, and you can listen to them when it's convenient for you. Uh, you can also go to iTunes.com, uh, Stitcher.com, and TuneIn.com, and also now uh, TalkStreamLive.com is uh, another new uh, social media platform that you can find the Women of Golf Show and you can listen to all of the, uh, again, previously aired shows uh, in their entirety there. And uh, don't forget to reach out to either Cindy or I if uh, you've got some comments or questions about the show. Uh, you can do so by emailing us at cindy at cindymillergolf.com or you can reach me at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. All right, as I mentioned, I've got another great guest uh, joining me here, uh, Taylor uh, Totlin, let me just tell you a little bit about her. Uh, Taylor finished tied for fifth at stage one of the LPGA qualifying tournament in Rancho Mirage, California, to earn her spot among 101 uh, players uh, that are going to be advancing to stage two. Uh, she was the second highest qualifier among the Symmetra Tour professionals in the event at 500 par overall. Uh, so far in 2018, uh, Totlin has been has has a season best uh, result, uh, tied for 41st at the uh, Florida's National uh, sorry Natural Charity Classic. Uh, the former three-time All-Southern Conference performer for Furman University has also made uh, one start on the LPJ Tour thanks to a sponsor exemption uh, for the ShopRite LPJ Classic, which was presented by Acer in uh, Galloway, New Jersey, at the Stockton Seaview uh, excuse me, Hotel and Golf Club. Uh, of course, it was the Bay Course. Uh, she is in the field this week uh, for the 16th stop on the Symmetra Tour schedule in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, for the Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge, which is going to be playing uh, from August 30th through September 2nd. So a great tournament to have uh, over the Labor Day weekend. So let me just uh, welcome her to the show, and uh, we'll start our discussion with uh, Symmetra Tour player uh, Taylor Totlin. 
Good morning, Taylor, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. I know that you're uh, probably going to be getting ready to uh, uh, get out there and, and have a practice round here shortly, so I know you haven't got a lot of time, but uh, we'll try to work through this as best. And let me also extend an apology on behalf of Cindy Miller, uh, who normally joins me on the show, LPGA professional and Legends Tour player, uh, Cindy Miller, unfortunately, she had another engagement this week and wasn't able to join me. So you're you're stuck with me, unfortunately, Taylor, for the next uh, few moments. All right, that's all right. It'll be great. All right. All right. So let me just start off. Let's go back a little bit in time. Uh, you were obviously three-time uh, Southern Conference performer for Furman University. Um, uh, first and foremost, how has that helped prepare you for where you are now? What did you learn while you were at Furman? Uh, obviously, not just educational-wise, but uh, while you played uh, golf through that uh, process. What what did you learn from that experience? So Furman's such an amazing school, both academically and we have a great golf reputation. And I was blessed to have incredible coaches that really helped prepare my swing mentally, um, just kind of get all the right tools because I knew I wanted to be a professional. Um, so they had all the right things to teach me. Um, throughout my four years to get ready for this stage. Um, so if you were to summarize your game, if, if somebody was to ask you what's the best and what's the weakest part, and I don't like to use weakest, but that's the only way we really describe it, what's the strongest part of your game and what is the weakest or needs the most improvement? I'd say driving is the strongest and putting is definitely the weakest. That's the one part of my game I've been struggling with. All year, um, but I had a really good golf lesson with Michael Reed a couple weeks ago, and okay. stage one, my putting was awesome. So hopefully, it's trending Very up. Very good. You may have to send an extra check to Michael if you win this weekend, then just for that. <laughs> I um, think I will. <laughs> so let me uh, let me ask you then, uh, very quickly, what's uh, what's your driving stat? What's the distance on average? I'm around two forty, two forty-five. Oh, well, okay. So you're uh, kind of in the wheelhouse, the range of, of uh, Dottie uh, Ardina, who was just on a few moments ago before you came on. So not really a long, long hitter, uh, maybe mm. about average on tour. So are you much like her in the sense that you, because you're not a, as long a hitter as some of the other uh, ladies out there on tour, that you really have to hone in on your short game to, to help uh, get your scoring in? Oh, you really do, because there are some girls that can go for par fives and two, but unfortunately... I don't hit it that far where I'm able to do that a lot of the time, so my wedge work is really important to make some birdies. Right. Right. Yeah, accuracy is – you know, I'm a firm believer, and as I was mentioning to Dottie, um, there were a number of players, particularly on the men's tour uh, over the years, uh, Mike Reed and, of course, Tom Kite and even uh, Ben Crenshaw, who were not overly tall players – uh, certainly didn't hit it a mile compared to what we see, you know, somebody like a Bubba Watson or a John Daly mm -hmm. or even Tiger uh, in today's uh, golf game. Um, but they had very stellar short games. So how much time, if, if you were talking with an amateur right now, uh, how much time during your practice round do you allocate to different areas of your game? Kind of break it down for us a little bit. So I normally spend – Depends on what I'm working on, but average, let's say I'll do 40 minutes on the range, if that. But majority of the time is spent putting, chipping, wedges, and then I'll go out and play, and then I'll come back and I'll do some more short game. So majority of my time is dedicated to playing and working short game. 
you're not always now what do you right right go ahead finish your thought oh i was gonna say you're not always gonna have your swing so if your swing's not working you always have your short game to rely on so i'm going to ask you a similar question that i asked um dotty a few moments ago uh who who inspired you growing up who was sort of a mentor both on and off the golf course so my dad got me started when I was five, and he's always been what? my rock for golf. Um, so he was the guy that first got me into it. But growing up, I thought Tiger Woods was the coolest person in the world. So I literally, <laughs> I had Tiger Woods bobbleheads. I thought he was so cool. Um, so definitely he was my golf mentor, I guess I would say, growing up. Wow. What about on the ladies' tour? Was there anybody that, that particularly caught your eye that you thought, hey, I really want to emulate uh, her, you know, on and off the golf course that really impressed you? I mean, Stacey Lewis has such a great reputation. Um, and my college coach coached her, so I actually met her once. Mm-hmm. And she's a really nice, down-to-earth person. Um, so she's definitely on the ladies' tour at Stacey. Now, you, as I mentioned, you, you haven't won this year uh, on the Symmetra Tour uh, but you're going through, the, obviously, the, the Q school, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, with no wins this year, what are you going to need to do? What are, you, what are you saying to yourself now mentally? Say, okay, this is what I need to do that's going to give me the best chance this weekend in Sioux Falls. Um, so, I mean, definitely Q school is a much-needed confidence booster because this season has been a struggle with the putting because I missed a couple shots, shots by literally a shot. So I know that my game is trending upwards, so I'm just going to continue to do what I did last week and have a positive attitude about it, and hopefully it all comes together again. So you're just not you're knocking on the door as well uh, of, of that mm-hmm. win. Um, you know, you're you're close, but it's just you know a stroke or or two maybe uh, shy of of you holding up that trophy. So uh, you're certainly within striking distance. Um, let's talk mentally for, for a second because that's an area of the game that definitely a lot of amateurs spend very little time on. When you're out in the golf course, what are you thinking about? Um, obviously, in the moment uh, of the golf shot, you're, you're, you're preparing and, and thinking about what you have to do. Uh, but what are some of the other thoughts that you're having while out there? Do you, do you take your mindset out of the game for a while while you're walking between shots, or what do you do? Um, so I have a nice caddy. His name's Bully, so we kind of chat um as our when we're walking in a golf ball but the last thought I have when I hit a shot is I see the target and I just want my ball to go at the target but it's really important to kind of distract yourself because you can't be focused all in for five hours or so so those walks in between you know waiting to cut is really important I have songs stuck in my head majority of the time so they're just on like constant (laughs) replay (laughs) just kind of keep me distracted well, that's that's a good idea. Um, now, are you a, a big social media buff too? Do you like to really stay in the loop with what's going on social media, or is that something that's kind of not really all that important? It's kind of nice, but you know, I'm not I'm not as caught up in it as some people are. What, what's your thoughts there? I mean, I love Instagram, um, Instagram, <clears throat> Twitter. I don't really tweet a whole lot, but I'll retweet and I get all my news and information from Twitter. Um, so those are my two social media outlets. That's interesting. You know, I noticed that with a lot of the young ladies that we've interviewed uh, here on the show, um, that Instagram seems to be in the, in the, the forefront. 
Um, why do you think that is? What is it about Instagram that, that everybody seems to love? Yeah, I think it's just people love pictures, especially people our age. Um, and so the fact right. that you can just, there's so many pictures, and it's just cool to kind of see what people are up to around the world. And Instagram's a really good way to show that. Now, obviously, uh, all of the players out there, you have, I'm sure, family and, and stuff that follow you on Instagram, you know, when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a way that they can stay connected. But um, obviously you have some fans as well that, that like to know what, what's happening in, in Taylor's world. Um, do you interact a little bit with some of them uh, or do you uh, sort of stay focused on the task at hand? And, you know, you'll report some things on Instagram, but you don't really interact as much. What do you do there? Um, I mean, I've never reported anything on Instagram before. I'll interact sometimes if, like, I get a direct message from someone um, saying good play and I'll say thank you or I'll like their comments that they post on my pictures. Right. Um, so that's what I do. Right. Well, I think that's good too. I think, you know, I think it, you have to have a healthy balance um, mm-hmm. in, in everything that you do. And, and obviously, you know, you're there as a professional golfer. That's, that's the, the um, career, if you will, that you've chosen uh, to do at this time. Now let's fast forward a few years and let's uh, let's say Godspeed. You're out on the LPJ tour and and what are some of your goals going to be there? What are you, what are what's your long term goal on the LPJ tour? And once that comes to uh, a close, which it does for everybody at some point, is there something that you want to do outside of golf? Hmm. I don't know. My uh, goal would be on the LPGA. Um, figure just take it you know, one tournament at a time and see how I'm doing. If I'm doing well, I'll keep doing it. Um, but I'm not really sure. Being a college coach in the back of my mind has always been, like, a really cool backup just because my experience was so great in college and having a chance to give that to other kids in college would be great. Um, but I don't really know. I definitely want to stay in New Jersey if it allows me to. Um, that's a, but I guess that's a great area. To- yeah, I love I love New Jersey. Oh, I love it too. Um, so Taylor, let me ask you then: um, Do you have? Do you think maybe some of your vision might be similar to Tiger's? And and obviously, majors are always important to to a golf professional. Uh, when you get out in the LPGA Tour, are you going to be somebody that's going to really focus uh, on the majors and uh, maybe go after some records? Is that uh, something that's in your in your wheelhouse as well? To to uh, visualize, or you just want to go out there, as you said, play tournament and tournament, and whatever happens, happens. I mean, kind of both. Whatever happens, happens. But it would be incredible to win a major. So if I can wrap my hand around one of those trophies, that would be a dream come true. And just <laughs> I will put on all the effort to do so. So you're not going to go after. I guess what I'm saying is you're not going to go after necessarily Annika. You're not like Tiger, where he had a, a direct vision. Okay, I want to go after Nicola, Jack Nicholas's, uh, uh, you know, major record and 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 try to bust through that. That's not something that obviously, if it was to happen, that would be great. But that's not a vision that you're taking with you to say I'm going after Annika or one of the other top players uh, that's you know amassed a lot of uh, tournaments. That that's not something that you're really thinking about uh, as a general rule. Yeah, no, that really hasn't crossed my mind much, to be honest. Um, I guess maybe once I get out there, we'll see what happens. But as for now, that really hasn't hasn't crossed it yet. What's the hardest part 
about traveling uh, in tour life that maybe, you know, because we always hear people talking about, well, that looks so glamorous and that we know the truth that, you know, for those that have, have been out on tour and it doesn't matter what tour, it's, it's, a, it's a grind obviously out there on the golf course, uh, but there's a lot of suitcase packing and unpacking. Uh, lay it out for us for those that are tuning in that think it's a glamorous life uh, 24-7. Uh, lay some of the truth about, about uh, life on tour, how, how difficult it can be. Well, it is far from glamorous. I can tell you that. Um, it's just, it's hard. So I drove from New Jersey to South Dakota. It took me 23 hours. I broke it up. Wow. Because then right from there, I went to Palm Springs for Q school. And then I got in late last night um, and will be gone for six weeks. So, and it's also really expensive. So renting a car for six weeks, picking it up at an airport and dropping it off at a different one would just be really expensive. So a lot of girls out here just drive everywhere. For one, they can bring as much as they want because you know you're going to be going weeks at a time. And two, it's cheaper. But it's exhausting just driving and driving and packing up and living out of your suitcase for a while. Um, Now, obviously, um, there's a fun side to it as well. You get some camaraderie with your fellow tour players. Obviously, you have some besties, if you will, there out on tour. I mean, even though you're competing week in, week out, you have some. I'm sure you've made some friends along the way. Who are who are some of the ones that you're close with out there? And what do you guys like to do when you're not out in the golf course? Uh, is there anything that you guys like to do for fun? We like to eat. So we we're always getting <laughs> food. We're getting dinner or ice cream or something. But it's really important to have a good group of friends out here. Because it can get lonely if you don't, because you're gone from your friends and family back at home for so long. Um, but luckily, everyone out on Symmetra is really nice, so we have a good time. Yeah, and, and obviously, do you have at all throughout the season, uh, obviously, as things get closer to home, it's probably a little easier for them, but do you have any family uh, or friends from time to time that, that are able to uh, travel to wherever you're playing to come and watch and maybe spend some time? Do you have that, or is it is pretty much on your own? Uh, my family will come to some of them. Um, they came to the event in South Carolina, and the ones closer to home they came to. Um, but when we're out in the West, it's just kind of I don't really have family that come out to that. Right. So your your tour buddies are, are kind of your family during those events. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you're in the field this week. As I mentioned, uh, you're going to be playing at the uh, Sioux Falls uh, great life challenge, uh, this weekend, of course. Um, what's the mindset coming into this event for you? What are you going to be focusing on the most and what specifically do you think you're going to need to do to get the job done? You know who you're going to be competing against. You've played against many of them, uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the season. Uh, are you going to do anything different than what you have been doing or are you just going to stay the course? I'm going to stay the course. Um, I haven't seen it yet. But from what I hear, it's a really good course. Um, but as long as I just make putts, get those to drop, I think I'll be just fine. And that's, that's the plan, is to hit it close and make the putts drop. Now, I want to ask you, uh, obviously, uh, as Dottie is and, and you are, um, you know, you're, you're still pretty young yet. As a young female, uh, you're really the fastest growing demographic in golf right now um first and foremost why do you think that is what's suddenly become the appeal 
for young girls like yourself? I mean, obviously you, you started very early, so you're a little bit um, different, but for young girls in that, in that uh, you know, teenage uh, group, if you will, is the largest demographic right now in, in golf coming into the game. Why do you think that is? And what do you think as a general rule the golf industry could do to encourage and get more girls of various ages, not just in that sort of demographic, but um, all ages, uh, to draw them to the sport. What would you say to them if you were on a committee? Um, what advice would you give them? And But answer the other first, if you wouldn't mind, is why do you think that, that there is such a surgence of, of young uh, females coming into the sport? What's, what's the draw? You know, I was just talking to my dad about that because I've noticed that there's – and it's great to see so many females – picking up the game of golf and enjoying it. Um, you know, I don't really, I'm not sure why that's happening. It's great. Um, I think golf is becoming a lot more popular because when I was growing up, I started around five and really no one my age golfed. I didn't really right. know anyone in high school. Um, so I don't really, I don't really have an answer for that because I'm not, sure what the draw is i mean they see that there's a lot of opportunities that can come from golf maybe like it got me into right. a great college it gets a lot of people um helps academic situations so it kind of sets people up so i don't know if that's a draw or they're just loving it i don't know um now if you were on that committee uh and you were going to go after that market a little more aggressively are the things that you would like to see happen um obviously there's some good things going on right now in the golf industry that that is reaching out to junior golf and things like that but is there anything different that you would like to see that maybe isn't going on or, or do you have some suggestions on how uh as a as an industry uh we could again attract more women to the game i think just keep making it fun for them um, starting off so the first be like get involved in some junior camps, some clinics, and really get the kids liking it. I know college camps are big for kids to go to. Um, so, I mean, which I know people are already doing that. But that's the only thing I can think of that really keeps the girls going and gets them excited because they need to have fun with it in order to keep playing. Right. I think that's a, that's a great point. And also, too, you mentioned earlier, you know, you – would maybe like to do something like going back to university like Furman and, and giving back to the game, maybe teaching and, and mentoring some of the, the next, uh, you know, up and comers, if you will. So would that be an area too, that maybe in the teaching area of the game, uh, get more women involved in that so that, um, and, and that's not to say that the guys aren't doing a great job, but I think obviously, um, you know, women tend to be more comfortable uh, in a setting where they're, you know, being instructed to by another female, it just, it's a little more comfort level. It's not as intimidating. Is that an area too that you think you'd like to see and maybe could help as you develop through your career, maybe another way that you could give back and getting into more of the teaching side when, when you're finished playing or, or, or even both? Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see myself doing that too. Um, I agree that some ladies are very comfortable with another lady teaching them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's something I can see myself doing down the road. Very good. Well, right now, of, of course, your your focus is on winning, and uh, we know that you're going to uh, to do very well uh, with your future. I've, I've looked at some of your stats, and uh, it's just a matter, 
you're knocking too close on that door and it's just a matter of, of turning that handle and walking through. So I know it's going to happen and, and hopefully maybe it'll happen this weekend, but uh, you've got some events left. And uh, when do you go to stage two uh, after this event? Um, after, so stage two is mid-October in Florida. Mid-October. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got a few more events, you got a few more events to, to warm up for that before you head to, to stage two. That's the plan. <laughs> So what do you do? Uh, what do you do outside of golf uh, to have some fun when you're not on the golf course uh, and you're with your friends, um, you know, back home? Let's say, what what do you do? Uh, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, so I live at the beach in Jersey, so I'm always oh, okay. at the beach. Um, and then I'm gonna, probably going to go to Greenville, back to Furman, um, and see my friends from there. So I kind of. I really I hang out with my friends all the time, friends and family, but I'm a huge beach girl. So any opportunity I get to go to the beach, I'm taking it. <laughs> well, don't forget the sunscreen. You want to protect yourself. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you, especially when you're out in the golf course, uh, you know, uh, uh, for your day job, if you will, you're exposed to the sun. So always protect yourself. Um, well, very interesting, uh, Taylor. I want to thank you for, for joining me this morning on the Women of Golf Show. Very enlightening and, and very interesting to hear um, you know, your perspective and, and your viewpoints on the game. And, and it's nice to know that, that, uh, that Tiger Woods has impacted so many people, both uh, male and female to this game. So I'm sure, uh, you know, if he at some point hears this broadcast that he'll uh, have a smile on his face and say, you know, thank you that uh, for, for the great compliments. Um, well, Taylor, go out and, and enjoy your practice round. Good luck this weekend in the tournament and uh, win a tournament, and we'll have you back on the show. I'll make sure Cindy's available this time as well, and uh, we'll we'll talk about your, your win. Awesome. Thank you, Ted, for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. All right. Go and enjoy the day, and good luck this weekend. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, Taylor Totland, a Symmetra Tour player, and uh, playing in this weekend's uh, tournament in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, we want to wish her uh, and Dottie, of course, all the best this weekend. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge that's playing uh, August 30th through September 2nd. Uh, they're playing in that tournament, and uh, as I also mentioned, Dottie, of course, is uh, number one in the Volvic race for the card. Uh, she's got a pretty good healthy lead. And uh, Taylor, of course, is uh, on her way in, in about a month's time, maybe a month and a half time, uh, to stage two of the uh, Q School, uh, which is going to be back in Florida, to earn her uh, full-time card uh, for next season as well on the LPGA. So good luck to both ladies, and thank you again for joining us. And uh, I will uh, be back next week with uh, my partner, Cindy Miller. Of course, we'll have another great show here uh, on the Women of Golf uh, with hopefully the winner of this weekend's uh, event uh, in Sioux Falls. Uh, it might be one of these ladies. It might be another young lady. I don't know. And then we'll have another great uh, interview guest uh, to follow. So uh, make sure you tune in all of the great social media platforms that I mentioned earlier. Uh, again, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf and be sure to join Cindy and I every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network or some of the other social media platforms. But in that uh, On that note, uh, on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, I would like to thank you for joining me this morning on the Women of Golf Show. God bless everybody, and we'll see you next week.